0: The Fall Guy, only in theatres May 3rd, rated PG-13 What's going on people, welcome to the Post Game Number Crunch As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growls Timberwolves newsletter. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canisupus and SB Nation. As usual, if you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, follow the link in the show notes or head to howesandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. Whether or not this Wolves thing can get better, and I do still hold out some waning faith that it will, I'll be pumping out content that I really think is unique and it definitely is affordable. So if supporting that kind of thing appeals to you whatsoever, then head over to those links that I mentioned while you listen to this podcast and, yeah, sign up for a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. But right now, we're just going to limp into the new year by scraping ourselves off basketball's rock bottom We are here, of course, talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves getting a run out of their own building by the 10 and 29 Detroit Pistons. The team with the worst record in the NBA. And it really didn't feel like that in this game. It felt like Minnesota were the team with the worst record in the NBA. And really, you can, you can go back to the last episode after the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks and apply everything that I said in that episode of this podcast to this game, or to this podcast, and it would still make a lot of sense. That episode was based entirely around Minnesota's blown leads and third quarter woes, and both of those things reared their ugly head in this one. Minnesota went into halftime off the back of a really entertaining first half, and they were up by 14 points, and they ended up losing the game by 12 points off the back of what I think was probably the worst half In Chris Finch's tenure as an NBA coach and man it was bad man this season is bad and man it just keeps getting worse that's now six straight losses they're way adrift in the Western Conference playoff race and the front office the coaching staff and the playing group are all right now under immense pressure. And the coaching staff are the the thing I guess I want to focus on the most. I, I do think they are under the most pressure and I think they are under pressure for many reasons, but one of them and probably the main one has to be this team's offensive putridness. And that's why this episode's number is 104, as in the 104 offensive rating Minnesota put up in this game against the Pistons. Let's talk more about that number after a quick break. Okay, so a 104 offensive rating is bad. 104 points scored per 100 possessions. We know that it's bad. It ranks in the 21st percentile for all offensive ratings by all teams in all games this season. It's bad. It's even worse because Detroit's defensive rating this season is 118.6, the second worst defensive rating in the league. This season... The Pistons have only held teams to a worse offensive rating on three separate occasions, or, or Detroit have only had a better defensive rating on three occasions this season. This was a disaster, and for the season as a whole, and especially since Cantony Towns went down with his calf injury, Minnesota's offense has been a pretty consistent disaster. In the 16 games since Cat's injury, The Wolves ranked 24th in offensive rating, scoring just 112.2 points per 100 possessions. I mean, you can compare that to the 104 points per 100 they scored in this game and come to some pretty ghastly conclusions about this particular night. But in general, that 112.2 number is really bad as well. And don't get me wrong, their injuries are an excuse. They are a sliver of an excuse, but they are an excuse nonetheless. Towns is one of the best offensive players in the league, regardless of what you think about the other team-leading intangibles that he possesses. You throw in a little humbug like Jordan McLaughlin, who really gets everything going for this team, and a three-point specialist like Torian Prince, and it's understandable that this team has lost a big chunk of its offensive punch. But that doesn't set Chris Finch and his staff free of their failures. In fact, I think this game only magnified those failures. For the entire second half, and honestly most of the first half, Minnesota's offense was just completely one-dimensional and completely out of sync. Sure, at the start of the game, they were making hard shots and the offensive, the isolation offensive, offensive possessions were going well and they were, the ball was going in. But for most of this game and for most of this season, Minnesota's offense is completely one-dimensional, completely easy to adjust to for opposing teams, which is one of the main reasons why Minnesota are very good in first quarters, very good in second quarters, and completely shit the bed after that. Because after 15 to 20 minutes of teams being able to plan against Minnesota's offense and what they're seeing in a particular game coming out of halftime, they are really able to solve the problems that... That Minnesota are throwing towards them and right now it's just it's not good man like the days of maximizing pick and roll players like D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert were never even a thing but gone completely are the days of intricate plays that can free up three-point shooters inspire players to cut towards the rim and get easy baskets or prompt Russell or Edwards to play any other brand of basketball that doesn't resemble a pickup game Sure, that can work. I mean, it can work. Edwards, especially, has been kind of carrying a one-man band at the moment, and he seems more and more capable by the night to score a shitload of points in a shitload of ways, even without the help of his teammates or his coaches. But this isn't a way forward, and this kind of offense isn't a way of winning games. There is blame to be doled out to the players, I completely understand that and I completely agree with that I think D'Angelo Russell's inconsistencies Jalen Noel's ball hog tendencies and many other players you know offensive games or the way that they are playing or the way they are trying to impress themselves upon the offense without doing it in a team first manner is a problem but at the end of the day the coach needs to implement something that can work even without Towns There is too much offensive juice on this team to just feel so completely juiceless. The coaching staff needs to run more sets. They need to have a more identifiable scheme. They need to maximize their best players and minimize the ones who are torpedoing them far too often. They need to quickly find solutions, man. Like, well, let's be honest, the organization itself and the front office itself will need to find new coaches who can do those things and that's kind of the long and the short of it right now this team is building towards a fork in the road yes this was always going to be a long-term experiment Towns is signed for a long time Edwards is still likely to sign a match contract coming off the back of this season Rudy O'Bear is signed for a long time Chris Finch signed an extension before this season so yes it's a long-term experiment Yes, this team hasn't been healthy enough to fully judge them or condemn them, but at some point this season, very soon, the whole season is going to be a write-off and the Utah Jazz will be the one who reap all of the draft benefits of that write-off. This is basketball purgatory that the Wolves find themselves in right now. And it's a place where Wolves fans have found themselves too often. And frankly, I think it's understandable if we don't have that same sort of multi year patience that this experiment might and probably will demand. Anyway, there's a chance to figure this thing out. Every game is another chance to start to figure this thing out. And the next one comes against the first seed Denver Nuggets. <laughs> a really tough game to start figuring things out in. But if you look through it through the optimists' eyes, one could give them a big it could give them a big confidence boost if they win this game. I'll be here to discuss that game, I hope you will be too.